Welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, it is the update that gave us the quality of life fixes as well as some bug fixes and a couple new events for us to work on in the coming months. So uh, get ready sit back, relax. I got a lot of information to cover for you. Most of it I'm going to deep dive into, uh, but I'm going to leave out a little bit. So let's get going. First up on today's docket, I did want to dive into some news that we got regarding something that's coming to Sea of Thieves, but there's a caveat. You have to play another game to get it. What am I talking about? Well, Battletoads is out now. It came out last week and it is available for $20 in the store uh, on Xbox or on Game Pass uh, as well as Windows 10 uh, for PC. But if you have Game Pass, it's already available to you. And if you haven't been keeping up, this is kind of a remake. Uh, it takes place as a, as a direct sequel to the original game, even though it's been 26 years. And Initial thoughts, I've played through the first act, which I, I, I'll get to in a second. It's actually pretty fun. Um, it's a brawler, so it's going to be something very similar to Streets of Rage 4 or some of the other recent games that we've had come out that are kind of your typical street brawlers, kind of feels like TMNT or X-Men Arcade, where you just kind of run around, mash buttons, do combos, and beat up a bunch of uh, enemies to, to move on through the story. The, the difference with this one is it is heavily influenced by uh, kind of current day cartoon aesthetics. Um, the design of the characters is very unique. It is uh, really funny. They they did a good job with the script. I had a good time listening to it. I definitely had a couple moments where I laughed out loud, and uh, it's a it's a pretty decent game, I'll say. Um, it's uh, definitely one of those ones that you'll play through. I think it's about three or four hours to play through it. It's a three player couch co-op which um i know a lot of people myself included were kind of disappointed that it didn't have online multiplayer it was something that i i was kind of looking forward to i'm not sure what the challenges are involved with that obviously because i'm not a developer so i'm not going to speak to why they didn't or how come it didn't get put in i i recognize that sometimes that's just not always an option uh even if it's something we would have desired but the reason i'm bringing this up is not just because it's a, a rare property as much as it is a rare property but if it's one thing that we've seen Rare do is use different properties in the Microsoft Studios wheelhouse and turn those into unique livery sets. Now, when this was coming out, I anticipated that we would get an update to the Pirate Emporium. I was expecting us to see a Battletoads uh, ship livery set that you would purchase. We actually got better. So if you have Game Pass, which if you don't, what are you doing? Really? It's a good deal. You really should get Game Pass. Pick up Game Pass. Uh, play through the first act. There's seven chapters in the first act. I think it took me about an hour to get through, and the last fight was intense. Um, a lot more than I was expecting. In fact, uh, there's a few moments in that game where you really have to pay attention and prioritize who you're fighting, because if you don't, it's real easy to, to uh, lose. <laughs> your 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 health pretty quickly and it's not um i had trouble with the the actual controls they're not as intuitive as as, as i was expecting so i found myself spamming uh different buttons just to see if like something would work or something would happen the way i was expecting it to but once i kind of got the controls down i had a lot of uh, a much better time with it and now we have a way to represent this wonderful ip this ip that seems like it was shuttered for the rest of all time you know if battletoads can come back i don't see why we can't have many other ips come back uh produced by different studios maybe uh different studios getting a, a chance to kind of try their hand at a, at a coveted rare ip like conquer's bad for a day or uh, uh, perfect dark things like that I think would be kind of interesting to see what other companies can do with that IP and kind of uh, build something in that world but getting specifically to Sea of Thieves we have the Fight and Frogs uh, livery set and you have to play through Act 1 like I mentioned so make sure you do that but once you complete Act 1 it automatically unlocks for the Xbox Live account that you are playing on so make sure that you're logged into the right account with your Sea of Thieves if that's how you want to get it so that you can actually get this set. 
I really like it. It looks great. It's got uh, pimples, zits, and rash as uh, little frogs with uh, swords in their mouths for the figurehead. The Battletoads logo in a beautiful light green and dark green combination for the sails and flag. The hull is a really nice uh, combination of different types of green with the uh, frog logo, the frog silhouette face for the, the front of the ship. And the cannons, cannon, uh, or no, the cannons and uh, uh, wheel all have kind of a uh, big frog fist kind of battle toads in your face design aesthetic. Really, really beautiful. But um, as much as I like them, I'm probably not going to be using these because they're they're big cannons. Uh, it's hard to gauge, unlike the traditional cannon or the sailor cannon or the killer instinct cannon. It's so much um, uh, geometry towards the end of it, very, very much in the fluted style of the cannons. And that's really difficult for some of us who like to have that straight down the sight, have a better gauge of, of the level of our cannon so that we can aim proper with it, especially on some of those longer shots. So as much as I love the aesthetic, I probably won't be using it all that much because I, I don't I want to be able to have accuracy when I'm actually fighting. And since most of the time I'm on the ship and I'm going to be using the cannons, I want to be as accurate as possible. The wheel is amazing. I'm probably going to use the wheel a lot. And the capstan is is really adorable. It's got the th the three frogs that are similar to what's on the figurehead on the, uh, the actual capstan. They did a great job designing it. And the fact that you can get Game Pass. And for the same price that you pay for all the other content that's available on Game, Game Pass, you can play Battletoads in that same cost and earn a uh, what would probably be a $20, $25 uh, livery set for Sea of Thieves is awesome. I think it's great. I love these, dif these different things. The, the one thing that I'm curious uh, to understand is how long is this going to be available? Because as far as I can tell, there's not really a time limit on this. You can play Battletoads whenever you want. And as long as Sea of Thieves is attached to the account in some form or another, it will unlock for you. So if that's accurate, if it persists beyond like a promotional period, that's awesome. I'm very happy to see something like that. So uh, love to see this kind of stuff come into play. It's a lot better for me than having to find a Sea of Thieves streamer and watch 30 minutes a day for a week to try and get the different pieces of the set. I'd much rather invest uh, a solid amount of time into something and be rewarded for getting the entire set at one time. Or even just if it, if they split it up a, a, across different days and you got multiple pieces in one go. Um, 30 minutes a day for for a full like six days. That's that's a little tough. That's a hard ask uh, if, if you're trying to make sure that people remember how to do this. But one thing I like to tell everyone is Rare likes to reuse a lot of these cosmetics. So if it's something that you think is exclusive and it's being released to the public through an event or uh, a live stream or something like that, fear not because there's a good chance it'll come back. In fact, a very good chance it'll come back. Uh, I remember the days where I paid for the uh, cause, uh, like uh, I think it was a shirt and or a, um, what did I buy? I bought a poster, a Sea of Thieves Reaper's Mark poster from the store to get different codes for the game, whether it be Joanna Dark uh, with a perfect dark figurehead, the Huntress figurehead, or if it was the Spinal from Killer Instinct figurehead, uh, a lot of that stuff. We used to have to purchase items from the store, and that was kind of tough because the shipping from the UK to the US tends to be a bit costly when you're spending roughly the same price as the item that you're purchasing to get a code. The Pirate Emporium is definitely a good step in the direction to be able to get some of these nice cosmetics. I like it even better when it's tied to me having a different experience with something that I may not have jumped into because if I'm being perfectly honest, this game is not something that I would have purchased. I, I don't have a huge nostalgia for Battletoads. I remember playing it when I was a kid and not really being that into it just because of the difficulty of it. Plus, I didn't have anyone to play with at the time. So a lot of it was just kind of wasted on me and I didn't really like latch myself onto it the way I did with like Conker's Bad Fur Day or Banjo-Kazooie or GoldenEye or Perfect Dark, things like that. So when it comes to Battletoads, it's a nice, uh, a nice relief. And I had a lot more fun with the game than I was anticipating, which made it so much more worth 
uh, worth it for me to have Game Pass and just be able to to play play it without having to invest that initial upfront cost. So again, if you're looking to play this Game Pass, I can't tell you guys how good of a deal it is any more than I already do all the time. It's so so worth it for me. Uh, but also, it's twenty dollars, which is a good price for this kind of a game. It's um it's it's a well made game. It's got really funny. Uh, dialogue it's kind of like a saturday morning cartoon and i know a lot of people have have said that and it's definitely a a very common thing but yeah i I had a good time with it but that was just one of the things that happened this week um we actually had a really amazing weekend if you're a fan of dc man we had some cool stuff get announced but that's for another time um one of the other things that i wanted to dive into is the the sea thieves update that we got this week so i'm going to kind of split it up between the actual release notes and then diving into the events that they announced so let's get to it next up on today's docket let's talk about something that's coming up fairly soon that is going for at least a couple weeks so hunters of the deep this begins august 26th and it goes till september 8th so make sure you guys are paying attention to this hunters of the deep is a, a live event that's going to be coming to sea of thieves where you will be earning shark tooth or shark teeth tokens i don't know if this is a physical item that you have to pick up or earn i don't know if this is a new type of currency it really doesn't explain it in the video that we got this week for the uh, gameplay guide that, that Sea of Thieves uh, put out. So what I, we do know is, is that it's going to include things like they mentioned reading uh, Merrick's journals, which you can find over on Sharktooth uh, Cove or no, Sharktooth Bay. Wow, I'm blanking tonight. Uh, but picking up uh, shark meat and selling it, um, being able to uh, acquire the blue flame by dying to a shark in the water, things like that are going to earn you shark teeth uh, tokens. And when you get enough of these, you can actually earn the upcoming uh, Hunter's Call, well, not Hunter's Call, Hunters of the Deep set. Now, this is a new livery set that is coming to the Pirate Emporium in the next update. So what I'd recommend is something very similar to what happened in, I believe it was June of this year when we got the State of Decay, uh, the, the Blighted set. So we got an opportunity to earn parts of that in game before it came to the actual pirate emporium making it a lot easier for us to pick up the other pieces at a a cheaper cost this is a pretty cool set uh you have really really tag uh tattered sails with uh two spears or two harpoons uh crossing behind a megalodon's head on a white blue and red figure or a, a cosmetic theme for the the actual sales uh the flag is blue got has a couple crossed harpoons and uh it has a giant harpoon for the figurehead that looks like it's kind of uh mounted towards the the front of the ship underneath the bowsprit looks really awesome very very kind of uh um, whaler kind of uh type of aesthetic and this is going to be really cool. I, I am actually going to look forward to doing this because it's a shorter event. It deals with doing stuff that is themed to what's going on. And you actually get to earn uh, liveries before they head to the Pirate Emporium, something I'm always willing to do if it will uh, help kind of make it a little bit easier to pick up some of these cosmetics without having to uh, dip into the full cost. That way I can put some of that that ancient coin towards other stuff that comes in the Pirate Emporium. Because at this point, we really don't know what's coming in the Pirate Emporium. This seems like it is a very detached type of theme set. You know, typically some of the sets that we get uh, tend to revolve around different types of games or things that are coming to the like the pets tend to be very, very themed around the type of event that we're going to be getting. And unfortunately, at this moment, we don't know what's coming in September. We know that it was intended for August, but that has been pushed back due to uh, trouble keeping up with the cadency, something that kind of goes back to something I was worried about uh, a fairly long time ago. Now, 
Rare has definitely proven that they can keep up the the cadence of doing updates every month. The trouble comes when they have to start working from home, uh, when they aren't able to work at the studio where it's a lot easier to collaborate and transfer files, keep things uh, centralized and make sure that version updates are transferring properly, uh, that people have uh, time to work on assets without being bogged down in Zoom meetings. It's a common thing that we've noticed this whole year. It's It's been a huge workaround and has definitely affected the game industry as a whole and not just any one particular studio. Everyone has been impacted by this. That being said, the fact that we are getting these uh, quality of life fixes, the last one was back in May and the June update was pushed back. We got J- July and I still feel that the, the update for July was all right it didn't feel as full-fledged as uh the skeleton fleets the the um the 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 flame horde event it didn't feel as fleshed out uh ironically as as that did um with the ashen lords now i'm i'm not detracting from the the design of the encounter i still have my grievances with the amount of uh, damage you have to put into the ashen lord to actually do the event it's been the biggest detractor for me and for a few people who've uh, gone out to go do it I'm glad that the commendations aren't time limited because I'm going to relax about that and not focus so heavily on it and focus on something that I think I actually do want to do, which is this uh, Hunters of the Deep event. I really, really want this harpoon figurehead. I love the livery set. It looks natural for a very piratey style. It looks like something you'd see out on the actual seas compared to like a Viva Pinata or a Ruby Splashtail. Feels way more grounded in the world and it feels more natural and, and tied to the actual game as opposed to something that is just really out there. Not to say that, you know, I'm not happy to have some of the weird stuff that we get in Sea of Thieves, but this is definitely one of the sets that we've gotten in recent uh, recent months that feels like it belongs in a pirate world, if that makes sense. I hope I'm conveying that properly, but uh, I'm looking forward to this. Again, starts the 26th, ends on the 8th, so it's not going to be as long as the summer of Sea of Thieves event, which I think... I think we should get into. I think we'll dive into that now. All right, Pirates. So I have a lot to cover. Uh, We got the Sea of Thieves update this month. Uh, It's not a full kind of fledged update. They said that this was mostly going to be quality of life as well as uh, bug fixes, things like that. Every time they they say bug fixes nowadays, I just kind of assume that they're tweaking things and I probably won't notice what they actually are. Most of the time when you, you they say that something has been fixed, you're going to find instances where it doesn't work. And sometimes when they do fix things, it tends to break other things. In fact, I was talking with uh, Super PAC, CJ, uh, who was playing with his daughter the other day, and he and his daughter actually ran into an old, old bug. Uh, now, this to me seems like it's an old bug, but I'm sure people out there will probably say that they see this a lot. So from my standard, from my perspective, seeing another pirate as a green skeleton has been something that has not come around all that often uh, in, in, in my experience. I haven't seen it very lately. And uh, to hear that this was something that came back was kind of surprising, to be honest. So really surprised that some of the things that I thought were definitely gone are now back. So I really don't know what to say in this instance with when it comes to bug fixes. Um, I want to tell people about them, but in all honesty, I, ha- I I don't have as much faith that these are getting fixed properly. Um, I don't know if it comes down to the the testing team uh, being able to recreate them to be able to to get the information to the dev team to be able to work on, or if uh, the the pirates uh, in the insiders aren't doing a, an accurate enough job or testing enough. It's really hard to know what's going on with the bugs. But uh, as always, uh, one of the topics on the bug list is um, hit registration. I'm not even going to touch it because I, I guarantee you anything I say is probably going to have proof and negated online by the community. And that's fine because I would rather people point that stuff out, say, hey, you know, this stuff isn't working like this. Here's an example. Please look into it. So 
let's kind of move into some of the positive stuff that we got out of this. Uh, there were some quality of life fixes that came in with this beyond just the actual bug uh, bug list. And I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. So just to start off, the Pirate Emporium, that has extended with the, the stuff that is currently in, in there. Um, you'll find discounts on all the ship collections, pets and their outfits, as well as emotes and uh, even the Fruity Crunch weapons um that that's it's they're entertaining they're they're silly but kind of goes against the whole idea of the whole piratey world something again i feel like i kind of want a little bit more i think i want a little more realism with some of the cosmetics that are coming um I, i'm happy to see some of the silliness come in but it's i don't know i kind of like the grounded feel that we had in the first year it, it really felt uh interesting to see some some scary stuff on the seas as opposed to some of the goofy stuff that we see nowadays uh they dived into some of the stuff as far as skeleton ship fleet rewards um apparently now you're going to be getting two ashen keys uh at spawn after defeating the final captain ship in the skeleton fleet encounter and the final captain ship will now spawn two extra skeleton captain chests and two extra skeleton captain's skulls uh the skeleton captain's chests have also had their minimum value increased that is verbatim so it's going to be a lot more rewarding to actually do those not only have they knocked out the number of ships in the fleet they've also increased uh the drops and the value of them and they still offer those storage crates with the food planks and cannonballs uh once you actually sink them so it's a little bit easier to get back up on your feet after going through about with uh, the skeleton fleet, you're not going to be quite so hindered and left vulnerable uh, at the end of one of those encounters, which is good because uh, those those encounters are fun and help out, especially if you're looking to get some of those uh, those cannon ship to ship battle uh, skills uh, honed in. Um, they're increasing the frequency of the Ashen Lord encounters in the worlds, which is good because they were already pretty tough to actually find, and I still. I still don't like the health on them. They didn't mention anything about that. Kind of bums me out. Not a big deal. The ghost fleet battles. Uh, this was kind of funny. Uh, apparently, they have made it so that they will not activate on a island that has a pirate crew near the island, which kind of cracks me up because that was something that i liked to do as kind of a it, it was a mean thing to do I'll, I'll be honest it was a trolley thing to do i loved popping one on to uh the the fleet or onto the uh the actual voyage table when i saw a ship sail over to like crook's hollow i i would love just popping one on there and see if it would it would spawn there and you know there would there would be a crew panicking because a whole bunch of ghost ships spawned out of nowhere and are trying to sink their ship and then i did i disable the voyage I'd, I'd cancel the voyage and i'd go over and see if there was anything that was left over it was it was a fun way for me to <laughs> to sink a ship without having to put any effort into it i just let all the ghost ships do it and if they didn't sink you know kudos i just i'd go and i'd actually fight the ghost ships but it was a it was a, a fun kind of mean thing to do but i mean it's sea of thieves you know you never know when those pve events are going to come out there they're deadly you know you don't want to deal with those who knows when you have to deal with them they spawn at the best times uh when you're when you're trying to get away from someone and they spawn at the worst times when you're trying to go after someone and sometimes it flips that's that's the RNG jesus for you right there you know you never know what's going to happen out there but uh that's kind of the fun of it one of the cool things that i thought was nice and i hope this extends to beyond just joining from invites uh the cutscene in the intro you know that cutscene that always kind of zooms across the the map and shows you like hey these are the gold hoarders or hey these are the order of souls or hey this is a merchant alliance and if you're really lucky you're going to get an athena fortune that's something that you won't have to worry about seeing when you join a game uh, via an invitation so if somebody invites you into a game uh, you won't have to worry about that nowadays that's that's something that's going to be automatically skipped i would just like the ability to have it skip no matter what i've already seen it i've been seeing it for two and a half years i'm good it hasn't changed i would like to just skip that um one thing that i do want to touch on and this is something that um if you guys have been following me for a bit, you know that I, I tend to jump on uh, Sunday mornings in the, the Pacific Coast time afternoon for, for UK time. 
and I tend to sail for the Xbox Ambassador stream. Uh, Sightless Combat does a two-hour stream in the mornings uh, in my time zone, afternoon for him. And uh, we usually jump on and we end up going out and doing random stuff. We usually fish or we go do skeleton uh, order of souls missions or we just kind of uh, sail around and see what we can find or have a weird thing. The last two weeks for the rare 35th anniversary event, uh, we've been trying to get him the figurehead for that. The griffin with the shield with the 35 etched in the shield that glows blue with the glowy blue eyes for the griffin. And... Last week, we had trouble getting the perfect dark achievement where he had to sail through the storm uh, on our ship and we had to get through the storm with no lights on in the middle of the night. And we were having a really tough time actually getting it. This week, we actually managed to get it. And I was really excited to see that because uh, at the time of recording, we only had a day's worth of time to be able to do it. And this was kind of the last ditch effort to try and get him the achievement for that so that he could get the figurehead. Um, The one thing that came in through the accessibility, there was a voice translation option that was added to translate other players, which was nice. And uh, a controller input input disability. disabling yeah disabling for windows 10 players if they wanted to but there is a added functionality to the let games read to me options the improvements there um that's great i would still love to see the uh let the game read to me affect um items that you take as well as voyages that you have so that say you have a riddle You don't know what that riddle says unless uh, you have someone read it to you. Same thing with Order of Souls. It doesn't tell you anything on the Order of Souls, who the name of the captains are, what the island is. You have no way of knowing, so you can't help out if you you want to. And that's something I feel like in, in... Moving forward with trying to make the game more accessible for people, this is just one that's directed towards uh, non-sighted people. This is something that I think would um, kind of help alleviate some of the frustrations with not being able to do certain things. We actually had a really good time uh, taking combat over to the the galley and uh, taught him how to cook. And he is now an excellent cook, even though he's scared about uh, burning he was scared about burning a trophy fish and I threw it onto the onto the stovetop without telling him what it was or that the time was different. And I just wanted to see if he could if he could check it using pirate chat and based on the sound. And he nailed it each time. In fact, he actually nailed it before uh, the color of the fish actually changed. And when he checked pirate chat, legit, it said this is tasty and it was like ready to sell for the perfectly perfectly cooked. And it was like well, dang, that's that's crazy. That's really, really good hearing. Uh, so there's a lot of things that a lot of people who play this game can't enjoy if they don't have the accessibility tools uh, to go with it. And again, I'm, I'm happy to see that uh, another patch note Uh, release notes came out and they're adding different functionality to the accessibility they're trying to make it more accessible for people i really appreciate you guys doing this guys it means a lot to me even though i don't even need these it just make makes me feel a lot better knowing that the game's becoming more and more accessible for people and speaking of accessibility uh let's dive into the actual summer of sea event that just got announced and has actually been running Myth is a podcast about the very soul of humanity. Join me each week as I explore stories from our history, from our mythologies, about what it means to be human. I'm your host, Tom, and Myth is available on every podcatcher anywhere. And if you're familiar with any of my other work, then you might realize that Myth is like a lore cast, but for humans. Join me each week on Myth. Hey there, pirates. Uh, You've heard me talk about Gamefly in the past, and I wanted to give you guys an update on that promotion. It seems things have changed a little bit from the initial one that I gave you, so I did want to tell you about the promotion that's going on right now. So for $10, you can actually get two months of access, with the first month being completely free. You do want to be able to use the link in the show notes to access this and make sure that you let them know that I came here. But the link itself is going to let them know that you came from my podcast. So if you're happy with the game, you can return it, play another one, 
There's no shipping charges. You can keep it as long as you want. And they sell old games as well, too. So if there's a game that you've been wanting to play and you haven't gotten around to it, get it from Gamefly. Play it. If you want to keep it, you can pay for it and actually keep that copy. It's a great way to test out new games or if you like to cycle through different con or games that have come out but don't want to have to buy them at full price, this is a great way for you to access that content. As always, Thanks for listening to the podcast, and I'll be right back with the rest of the show. All right, pirates, it is time to dive into the summer of Sea of Thieves. Now, what you guys have to do before September 30th is quite the task. It is 11 different categories, and it is all... Uh, it's 36 events. It's insane. And I do want to say uh, there is a, a huge shout out to BBXH. She is an awesome streamer. She has been supporting Sea of Thieves for a very, very long time. And I would highly recommend if you don't follow her on Twitch and you do watch Twitch for streamers, she's a great character. She is an awesome personality. She's a, a, a real benefit to just streaming in general she's a great person i actually love watching her but she did something for everyone that i think is amazing it's absolutely amazing so she made up a uh google doc a spreadsheet for everyone that dives into the summer of sea of thieves now if you don't know summer of sea of thieves is a a month-long event or a little bit more than a month-long event where there are 11 categories four items in each category 36 uh uh uh, no yeah 36 roughly 36 technically it would be like 44 i guess but some of these kind of cross over so there's at least 11 different things and there's different cosmetics um that kind of build up over time so if you guys are familiar with the latest round of cosmetics that came as a result of the reaper's bones uh the reaper's bones items have all increased in um what's a good way of putting this not quality but uh intricacy uh the more uh, the higher and higher you get with reaper's bones the more intricate the more designed uh the more um flamboyant their cosmetics get till you get to like the end state of the actual cosmetic uh and and it's i actually really love this design because it, it shows someone who's worked hard on a different type of reputation to make sure that they get um the you know the best of the best as far as the actual cosmetics go uh we had this when we were working on the original three trading companies but it was tied to the equipment which was fine because it had very unique equipment and each you each uh different item was a specific look and just kept getting better and better the higher level you got uh, so i like that they're applying this to actual uh, cosmetics so to look at some of the stuff that we are going to be getting with these uh, different items uh, there is a sea dog uh, lantern it is <laughs> it's called the lantern of courage and it's adorable because it has the little lion for the sea dog stuff, the 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 courage stuff. You remember the courage figurehead? That's kind of back. I think it's a different one specifically because I haven't unlocked this yet. But um what you have to do to get this is you have to be able to complete um a or three goals from the challenges below to get the actual lantern. You have to complete six goals from the challenges below to get the lowly figurehead of courage to get the bucket of courage which is kind of a, a sea dog lion aesthetic uh bucket you have to complete nine goals of the 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 ones that are down below in the different categories um there's a prominent figurehead of courage with the, this is kind of where i'm getting into the idea of you're getting a little bit better of a version of the uh figurehead for, of courage and this is the, like you have to get 12 now instead of just six so it's twice as many goals completed to get the better version once you get 15 you get a let's go emote which i haven't seen but i'm sure is is entertaining once you hit 18 that's when you'll actually get the famed figurehead of courage when you hit 21 that's when you're going to get the boots of courage now this was something where you actually had to go out and get 20 arena wins uh to get the 
Cutlass, the Boots, and the Figurehead, if I recall correctly. 20 wins a while ago to actually do this. So they're bringing it back for people that, like I said earlier, they're, they're, they bring these things back. Um, they're bringing these back to make sure that if you missed out on it beforehand, here's another way that you can actually do it. And this is actually something that's going to be tied to uh, PVE in adventure well actually no i take that back i don't want to label it as pve but there's going to be um adventure stuff and arena stuff and a little bit of crossover on that stuff once you hit 24 goals completed out of all the challenges that that are in this list you'll get the revered figurehead of courage once you hit 27 27 you'll get the intrigue emote which i have yet to see I definitely kind of want that one actually. Now, now we're talking 30. 30 goals completed will earn you the Cutlass of Courage. The one sword that actually looks really cool and was restricted to hitting like the, the 20, 20 arena wins. Um, now we're getting into 33. 33 uh, goals will get you the legendary figurehead of Courage. And if you hit 36, you'll get the pay respect emote. Now, this is actually something that, as far as I can recall, I bought this in the Pirate Emporium. So this is actually something you can earn from the Pirate Emporium just by completing some of the different, uh, or excuse me, 36 of the actual items on the list uh, that we're going to be covering tonight. The Lantern of Courage is where you start out and you have 36 of the 44 that you have to do. So there's even some in here that if you're thinking to yourself, I am not a pirate legend, I can't earn all of these things, that's where you're going to be best off because uh, one of them is kind of specific to being a an actual pirate legend. So of the 11 categories, one of them is called Reignite Legend. And that is where you have to be a pirate legend. There's four items in there to uh, to 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 do as a legend. Um, and if you if you aren't, then that's four out of the 44 that you won't be able to do. That gives you four more that you can skip out on and still earn all of the different uh, rewards available in the Summer of Sea of Thieves. So you only need 36 out of the 44. And if you're a pirate legend, that gives you 40 to work with. So. Let me see how I'm doing on time here. Um, we are doing pretty good. I'm going to dive into my thoughts on this because uh, at the moment, um, looking at the list, and and it and it's definitely pretty apparent that the rewards that they're giving to us here. So I'm kind of shifting in my seat because I I want to get a little more comfortable while I while I re reminisce about what it's like to to talk about arena. Um, as most of you probably know, I'm not a huge fan of Arena. Never really have been. I feel like it still detracts from Adventure. Adventure's where it's at for me. I love playing in a PvPVE uh, world. It, it's just a lot more intriguing to me. There's a lot more islands. There's a lot more to do. And its spontaneity uh, really lends itself to the the kind of craziness that you you can come to expect on living on the seas. So for me seeing all of this stuff and knowing that i've already got my 20 arena wins and seeing the cosmetics and uh emotes that are being awarded here i'm i don't feel as pressured to do a lot of this stuff and i haven't because i really just i, I don't necessarily need this stuff kind of why i'm leaning towards the hunter's call stuff the the hunter of uh, hunters of the deeth deep deeth i don't know uh where that's something that i don't have and i want um with the different categories these are kind of split up into um different things so there's like reignite the legend which is kind of focused on doing some stuff with uh being a pirate legend and arena they be more darling where that is a little bit of a split between arena and adventure uh spread the mid mischief again looks like it's split between arena and adventure evenly of, of the four items per category it looks like most of these are going to be two for arena and two for adventure. So you have some some play with uh, what you can and can't do. The thing that I will say is nice about this is some of these will overlap. So while I was kind of digging through some of these categories and pulling out some of the stuff, and again, I didn't realize after I'd already done this, but uh, BBXH 
has actually split this up between categories versus, uh, and, and they have a whole, she has a whole nother table that's just for stuff that you do in adventure versus arena. And the list for doing stuff in adventure is a little bit longer. So it's still more skewed towards adventures, but there's definitely some stuff that really, really focuses on uh, killing stuff in arena. So if arena is your jam, then you're set because you could probably accomplish a lot of these uh, within 10 wins, hopefully. So I wanted to dive into arena since that's the one where a lot of people are going to have the easier time getting most of these done. Because when you're looking at the adventure stuff, uh, we're talking about completing a fort of the damned or talking to grace morrow over at uh morrow's outpost or performing an anchor turn or delivering 20 trophy fish it, it's it tends to be easier stuff that you might do as you're kind of going in and out uh while you're actually playing sea of thieves like killing two exploding uh barrel skeletons at once uh which is something that each of you have to do per crew member same thing with cooking food at a campfire at night that's individual so some of these you have to do on your own some of these you can just do uh while you're actually um with your crew uh some of the other ones for adventure are things like completing the um the what is it parkour uh kind of traversal game at the sea dog tavern and ringing the bell at the top that's that's kind of one of those things where you hit the bell you run around the spire and then when you get done you hit the bell i don't think there's a time limit on that i think you just actually have to complete it once once around so that's going to be a little bit tough for some people it's not going to be tough for others i know a lot of people that have done it um speak to a guy at, on the ferry of the dam speak to madam olivia at plunder outpost speak to the reaper uh at reaper's hideout um sell any level five flag from another crew reach athena emissary grade five defeat nash and lord defeat a kraken megalodon skeleton ship and or ghost ship drink grog to vomit a lot of these in adventure are going to be fairly easy to come by so you could get probably uh the the 25 of the adventure ones knocked out fairly easily within the the time limit here's the thing with adventure and actually i'm going to take a quick break because i want to get a drink All right, pirates. Thanks for bearing with me. I just had to get something down my down down to drink. Um, I wanted to dive into the arena stuff because uh, some of these you can do in one one actual match, and hopefully it won't be too hard. Some of these you can come combined and actually not have to worry about too much. You'll actually get credit for multiple goals, uh, even though they're in different categories. So, to start off, what you have to do in arena, how I break it down, um, arena. You have to finish in the top three at least 10 times, and that'll actually work for two because there's one where you have to finish top five for three times, and there's another one where you have to finish top th or top three three times in a row, or not three times in a row, but just three times in general, you have to finish in the top three, and then you have to do that, but 10 times. So that's easy. Hit top three 10 times, you get two knocked out right away. If you win one of these contests as a pirate legend, that knocks off one of the checkboxes as well. And then one of them is just to complete the arena, period. So hitting one arena, done. Getting 10 of them in the top three, especially for pirate legend, that's four already done right there. These are some of the things that you can expect to have to do in arena anyway. So these will help kind of knock out some of the actual uh, goals that you need to do in arena. So when you're in arena, cannon onto an enemy cruise ship deck. That's going to be a little bit hard, harder to do. Uh, definitely just do it because if you can do it, then you can knock out the board an enemy ship and drop their anchor. Kill someone with a blunderbuss and defeat 20 pirates. Those are three that you can do if you happen to land on another enemy cruise ship deck. One of the other things you have to do, fire cannonballs 50 times. Easy. Just there's there's a ton of cannonballs. Just start unloading cannonballs. It doesn't matter. Just start trying to shoot shoot cannonballs. You'll hit 50 real quick. Things that deal with the chest. Uh, cash in a chest while drunk. Dig up three chests. Uh, sell a stolen sea dog chest. So if you dig up three, and you turn in one of them that's stolen while you're drunk, boom, there's three done right there. The 
Uh, other one that you have to do is you have to defeat someone who's boarded your ship. So everyone's going to be trying to shoot onto each other's deck. You just have to kill them. If you kill them with a blunderbuss, that's two. Good job. And it works towards your 20 pirates as well, too. The other two, the last two for this, cash in a sea dog's chest within the first five minutes and cash in a sea dog's chest. So if you hit it within the first five minutes, boom, you just knocked out two. And you're working towards uh, the the uh, cash in a chest while drunk thing as well, too. So if you get drunk and you cash in a stolen chest in the first five minutes, you knocked out four right there. So it seems like there's a lot of these that are there's a lot to get through. It seems like arena is going to be tough. It's only 10 matches at most if you win in the top three each and every single time and you pay attention to what you're doing in all of uh, the matches, if you especially if you work on what you need to do in one match, say one match. All you will have, all you want to do is just kill pirates. You don't even necessarily need to uh, win first. You just need to win second or third. Then cool. Just worry about shooting another ship and killing pirates and getting on their deck and dropping their anchor and uh, killing them with a blunderbuss. Then next game, work on chests. Try and get the chests done. Try and dig one up, sell it, uh, wait for someone else to dig one up and go try and steal it. Try and work on that as you're getting to through the the t- the ten that you need to get through. If you hit top three in those, um, some of the things that you need to do in arena, but not actually in the game. Raise a glorious sea dog tavern. It has to be that that tankard. It has to be the glorious sea dog tankard with three other people in the hot tub. You have to get at least one member of each crew into the hot tub at once. That'll knock out two right there. Then you need to speak to Lissetti, DeMarco, and Dimitri. That'll get rid of another one. Then you have to play a shanty on your ship with your four pirate crew. So jump into a galleon, even if it's an open crew, and just start playing music and hope that everyone starts playing music with you. That'll be the four, the last four of the arena that you have to knock out. That doesn't feel too bad. It's definitely not as bad as winning 20 games to get these cosmetics the first round that they came through. So at most, uh, if or at bare minimum, you have to play at least 10 matches. Uh, once you hit 10 top three matches, anything you do outside of that it can be totally focused on really specific stuff like dropping an anchor, blunder, bl- blunder bussing a, another uh, pirate, selling a stolen sea dog chest, those things. So hopefully this helps you guys kind of narrow your focus in on what you have to do for those arena matches. If you're not a fan of arena, because I myself am not, these aren't too bad when I broke it down by what was going on. And again, shout out to BBXH for putting together the list and pulling these all off of the Sea of Thieves website because it would have taken me some time to piece this all together. She was really awesome and and put it all together in a, in a uh, Google Doc. The Google Doc is in the link. If you look at the bottom of the actual spreadsheet, you'll see by category, by adventure versus arena, and then completed. And don't mess with any of that, that stuff because uh, she she put in the work to actually do most of the stuff. So pirates um, next week, depending on how things go, I will probably dive into uh, the the adventure stuff and give an update on this. Um, thinking uh, right now, like at the uh, after after having this for the time that we have, how I feel about this, I I really wish this would have been the scenario if if twenty twenty. Uh, or not 2020, that's a bad thing to bring up. If, if, um, if, if past was able to be changed and I was able to go back in into like April and be like, all right, rare, here's what we need to do. You are shooting to have the steam client launch in June. Here's what you need to do. You need to start off the summer, right? You need to start off the steam client proper. Hold back on all of the lore stuff, the the skeleton fleets, the ashen winds, whatever uh, next month's is, uh, September's, take all of that and shove it back two months. That's what you need to do. First off, next, put in the quality of life fixes, put in the bug fixes before the Steam client goes live. Fix all this stuff before the client goes live. Next, 
as soon as the Steam client goes live, kickoff at the end of June, beginning of summer, summer of Sea of Thieves, and give us three months to work on this, the whole summer to work on this, so that people don't feel pressured to have to try and get this all done by September 30th and feel like it was a, a, a piece together thing that had to get tossed together because uh, content had to get pushed back because of coconut fever and give us a reason to go out and spend time with another crew to play a shanty with them to to do the make friends emote with someone to give them another chest to give them a chest of legends to form an alliance to sit with another crew on the on the the uh skeleton thrones to to drink with another crew in the tavern give us a reason to do this because there's a ton of new players in the game they bought the steam version for forty dollars and they were thrown into the middle of a story arc that they know absolutely nothing about because they have missed the last 10 months worth of content that has been leading us up to this Flameheart story. That's what should have happened. That would have been the best way to introduce an entire new community of players to the game and take some of the old Sea Dogs like myself who've been playing since beta and alpha and give us an opportunity to socialize with the new crews instead of just seeing the white liveries and the sailor suits and murdering them and making them feel bad because they have no way of knowing how to play the game. And now if they see a ship and it sails up and it has the Alliance flag and they join the Alliance, the old crew can sit there and be like, hey, this is an Alliance. It's a benefit to you if you want gold, but we could probably betray you and take the gold. So just be cautious. Here's some chests. We might be back for them later. We might not. You never know. Welcome to Sea of Thieves. I think that would have been amazing. I think it would have really helped with the whole summer. It would have bought Rare two months worth of time to work on uh, Ashen Winds and the Skelly Fleets to make sure that that stuff was locked in. It was solid. The event felt right. It had plenty of time in the insiders to test it. And it sucks because at this point, this is all hindsight. And had I known that this was going to be a thing and I had heard that they were pushing this, uh, this back and we're just going to toss it in there, it's, it's August guys it's august the fall begins winter begin early you know like fall begins at the end of september at the end of the summer like we should have had all summer to be able to work on this stuff and it would have been great to have the new steam players to jump into it instead we're we're, we're waiting for new content with the next update and we're in the middle of an update that um, I know at least some people are happy with, some people are not. It, it's not as big of a win as I think Skeleton Fleets was uh, compared to what I've talked to people who have actually been doing it. And when I look on Twitch, it was pointed out to me, and I, I've been checking in recently. A lot of the normal Sea of Thieves streamers that I see typically playing the game have been venturing out and playing different games. So it's not something that has captivated us the way that skeleton fleets or uh excuse me skeleton fleets i don't know why i keep saying skeleton fleets ghost ships have uh ghost ships were really captivating and this just hasn't been because it's been a sparse event it's a tough event and we're looking for something that we can jump in and do and have a good time and not have to to worry so much about getting uh murdered or having to wait for it to pop up and be in the middle of something else or you know never knowing like when it's going to happen or having to jump servers to do that like nobody wants to do those things so i just i, I wish in a perfect world I would have had all of these on the table and I would have looked at my my calendar and the development cycle and I've been like all right we want to make sure this stuff hits and that it hits well with the audience but we got a whole influx of new people coming in so what better way to kick them off with a, a welcome mat and saying hey here's a beer have a good grog get some chests say hi meet some friends and get some cool cosmetics out of it in in the short run and here is the summer of sea of thieves from steam welcome you know that would have been bang on man that would have been amazing i would have been i would have applauded rare for that i would have been like dude you guys nailed it this is an amazing launch and the game don't get me wrong steam was amazing it was a great launch we are still one of the top sold games in steam and i couldn't be prouder of the team for for all the efforts all the time and stuff that they put in i wish things had gone a little bit differently this summer but 
that's kind of that's kind of the understatement of 2020 am i right like it's been a rough year for everyone so i i in a perfect world i think this would have gone differently we have what we have and we just kind of have to roll with the punches on this and we'll see how things go uh i'm excited to see what's coming down the line i'm definitely excited to jump into the into the hunger or hunters of the deep because i love megalodons i think they're one of the best additions to the game they're the first though the og well no they're not the og i take that back kraken karen's the og let's let's not confuse that but I don't know, man. Merrick always hit it for me. I always love the drum. I love the event. It's still one of the best memories I have in the game. And I, I can't wait to jump in to start collecting shark teeth co- tokens or however they say it. I totally blanked it. And it's it's <laughs> we'll learn more when the 26th hits. And uh, I'm sure you guys will probably enjoy it. I'm looking forward to it for sure. So let me know what your guys' thoughts are of this. I've already heard some feedback from some of you saying that you're not too happy with how... Um, how specific it is on focusing on arena content uh i have the same sentiment but from breaking down the actual requirements for some of these goals it doesn't feel too too bad but if you've already got the 20 wins in the cosmetics it doesn't feel like it's as much of a necessity for some people unless you want the emotes that's the one thing the the caveat here are the emotes the bucket and the lantern so uh, let me know what you guys' thoughts are. Are you happy with it? Are you excited? Are you enjoying it? What have you done? What are some of the things that have happened uh, on your voyages as you've been going out and doing some of this stuff, especially in adventure, because some of this stuff requires you to to be kind of social. And this actually happened to us during the the sightless combat stream. We actually had a sailor crew sail up to us, and they gave us some chests and a reaper chest, and we joined their alliance, and they. They said they were going to be leaving soon. Super nice people just wanted to get their goals done for Summer of Sea of Thieves. And honestly, if you guys are trying to do this, it worked. Uh, them them shouting, like, I was ready to kill them. I was ready to blow them out of the water. I was already moving the ship. I was getting my pockets full. I was like, all right, ship's coming in. Me and I get back to the ship. We're going to have to fight these guys. Um, used to that. I've, I've already had to sink a couple of people while sailing with combat, and it's been a good time. It's been really really invigorating to actually get some combat in while we're while we're sailing around catching fish and stuff but um fully anticipated that but no we had a really good time they were like hey we're doing csd the uh summer of sea of thieves things and and we want you to take these and it's like oh cool i recognize what you're doing and we sailed over to the reapers uh reapers hideout and lo and behold (laughs) there was a, a skull and a chest at the open uh at the gateway to uh or the opening to the to the fort for the reaper's uh bones hideout and i was like man this is kind of like gifts but i want people to i want people to be happy about it i want people to actually get these so as soon as i saw the stuff there i was like well i have to turn this in because someone someone made the effort to actually go and put this in and because it's the reaper's bones people will actually go visit it because it's a it's a faction now it's actually of a legitimate faction it's not just like oh it's gifts oh it's a it's a december thing it doesn't matter it's not a big deal what do we need doubloons for anyway it's like no this is a reputation that's going to help you get reputation so sticking your stuff out front of the reaper's hideout if you're going to be on the server for a while even if it's a couple chests that's a good way to go man that's a it's a solid solid thing because it's a one focal point there's only one place you can turn stuff into the reaper's bones so you know if anyone goes there they're probably going to turn it in especially if they just want the reputation so kudos to that crew for coming up to us guys i i can't tell you how much i appreciate you all spending time with me on sea of thieves um as well as in other games i've been having a good time with the keel hall crew we've been playing uh destiny 2 lately there's a a guild that we've been um uh, doing raids on and uh it's 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 been a lot of fun i've had a a good time maxing out my warlock um but i wanted to at least let you guys know because i appreciate how much you support the podcast and i wanted to shout out uh insipid ghost it's i'm getting close to the end of the episode here but i wanted to shout out insipid ghost if you don't know who insipid ghost is he does the xbox expansion pass podcast he is a genuinely nice dude he makes an amazing xbox podcast if i were to do shore leave with a host he would be a guy that i would want to do the show with because he covers the news 
eloquently. He's very clean about his content, and he has some of the best uh, uh, in interviews with developers. And he just he reaches out to him. He just sends them. Hey, I'm doing a podcast. Would you like to sit down for an hour and talk about your game, or talk about your experience, or your voice acting, or your development? And he has great, great interviews with people. So he is uh, one of the people that if you had to go listen to podcasts outside of the Robots Radio Network, he would be one that I would definitely recommend listening to for Xbox News. I really look forward to every episode that he puts out, and he's just a he's just a good dude with a good voice and a good attitude about xbox and i absolutely love it but he wrote in he actually put in a uh, apple podcast review and i appreciate him for doing that too because i i realized uh yesterday that i have yet to actually review his uh podcast i thought i had done it but i haven't actually and i feel like an idiot because it's one of those check boxes that i thought i checkboxed because i did it and i didn't i just didn't remember to do it so he wrote in he said great show five stars i am loving the keel hauled podcast captain logan makes for a frantic listen if you're running relaxed merchant missions on your daily commute uh, i found his show to be the perfect complimentary or compliment to my time in sea of thieves and on the way to pirate legend and sippy ghost i can't wait to find out when you hit pirate legend i would love to be there for that because you've been such an integral part to my weekly life as far as going to work and listening to your shows i would love to share the experience with you and hitting pirate legend and shout out to xbox mike who just got the uh shrouded ghost achievement it turns out it's a real thing so congrats to you for hitting that it was really cool to see uh, you finally hit that. And congrats to all my friends out there who have been on Twitch and have started after the fall of uh, Mixer. Well, the fall of Mixer. Yeah, the fall of Mixer and have had to make that transition to Twitch. You guys have been kicking butt and taking names and just nailing it, been doing a great job. And I love seeing you make the transition to Twitch and succeed. You deserve every moment of it pirates i've been talking forever i think that's going to do it for this podcast uh there's a story in the keel hall discord server from super pack that you should jump in and join so i'm going to tell you right now head over to the show notes there's going to be a link in the context section that uh is below all of the links that i'm going to have for this week's show notes for videos release notes uh, the guide for the Summer of Sea of Thieves stuff, um, make sure that you head over to the Keel Hall Discord. Join up on the server, say hi, sail with some pirates, leave your story in the in the the first mate's log. Actually, before I even say that, I think I changed the name to the first mate's log. What did I change it to? I think I changed it to Sea of Thieves lore. Or no, Tales of Legend. Sea of Thieves lore or Tales of Legend. I'm good with either. But uh, head over there, leave your story so I can actually um, share it with the rest of the community because the stories are the best part of Sea of Thieves. It's er everything that comes out in the game is just stuff to push you to making an amazing story. And if you're like me, when you play the game, it's you in the game and you just feel like you're playing yourself, then you already understand the joy that you have when you actually have an amazing voyage to share with other people. And I love hearing the other stories and I want to share those with other people. So please come join, say hi. I'd love to chat with you about Sea of Thieves. I'd love to chat with everyone about Sea of Thieves and share your story because your stories matter to not just you, to not just me, but to the rest of the Keel Hall community, whether you're in the Discord and you know me or you're just listening to this. And this is just the way that you get your Sea of Thieves content. Even if you're not playing the game right now, your guys' stories matter because I'm sure you have them. I want to hear them. So, guys, thank you so much. If you want to help the show, uh, support me through the sponsors that I have. Support the network so that uh, the, the network can grow so that we can get different sponsors in as well, too. If uh, Loot Crate doesn't work for you or if Gamefly doesn't work with you, I'd love to get Audible in here as well. Um, especially because I've been listening to Audible all the time. I go all, all every Warcraft book that comes out, I listen to through Audible. I also listen to game uh, uh, like Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, Sandman. 
books about uh, prejudice, uh, about racism, things that that help me expand me as a character too. So many different times uh, I spend my time listening to books on Audible. So if I can get that sponsorship, Audible, if you find this, you got a weird little algorithm that searches podcasts and you're like, oh, that guy said Audible. We should reach out to him. Dude, do it because I've got the base. And I know people are already listening to the podcast, so I'm sure they're probably going to like books too. I mean, who doesn't like books? If you don't like books, what's wrong with you? They're great. They're amazing. You should pick them up and smell them. The book smell is amazing. And anyone that says otherwise has not actually smelled a book. I guarantee you. So pirates, leave me a review if you can, like Insipid Ghost. It helps with the algorithms on Apple iTunes. Most of you listen on Spotify, and I appreciate that too, because I I do a lot of listening through Spotify as well. It's a great service as well. So that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you. I love you. And I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. at robotsradio.net.